0: While walking by the sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. Matthew 4 18 through 20. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you listen to this podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is Bridge Radio episode number 23, and I'm your host, Julio Omar Rodriguez. And across from me, we got the theologian himself, A.W. Varilla,
1: A.K.A. Abe from the Valley. (laughs)
0: <laughs> All right, man. We're back again with another episode. I'm excited for this podcast. It's gonna it's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be a good one. And uh, so today, what we're gonna be talking about is how God uses the elect as a means through the gospel to reconcile the lost to Christ. Right. So our topic is gonna be um, our responsibility as Christians to proclaim the gospel faithfully and trust in the gospel alone as the only power for salvation. That's what we're going to be talking about today. But before we jump into that, what are you drinking, man? What are you drinking? I'm having a Bridge
1: iced coffee. Mm. Uh, start, mm. It's starting to get really hot here in Laredo, so oh, yeah. I'm switching from the from the hot to the cold. Very delicious. Um, again, everybody out there, if you're in the Laredo area, you need to come to Bridge and try their coffee. Um, yep super it's delicious yeah it's way better than starbucks i've said that a lot of times mm-hmm. but you know, that's pagan coffee this pagan coffee i mm-hmm. still i still have pagan coffee in the <laughs> valley because there's just not you know there's not a bridge over there so yeah. um uh, so we'll see man hopefully the lord opens some doors to do that soon right mm-hmm. yeah we, we we have a lot of exciting uh things. We do soon, so yeah
0: yeah, and I'm, I'm drinking the the classic Bridge Blend in the in, in in my mug. As for me and my family, I will serve the Lord. Joshua twenty four fifteen. It's a nice little mug. Man. That's
1: a, that is a nice little mug. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Where's my mug? That's terrible. We got some out. Out in the floor. <laughs> if did you, you want just, to get one, did you just grab that from the shelf? Did you? No, pay? no. This
0: is actually Steve's. Oh, okay. Yeah, I,
1: I thought actually, maybe just I grabbed... stole Steve's mugs. Okay. In, the, in
0: the kitchen. <laughs> you don't even pay for them. <laughs> That's terrible. No, I do have my uh, solo, uh, my five solos mug. They gave it to me for Christmas. It was actually it's really nice mug. I have it in my room. Oh, nice. when I just want to do my my private Bible study. Bible study. In my room. room. I got I got my mug with my coffee. That's awesome. Um, so yeah. Anyway, yeah. So uh, Abe was talking about uh, some exciting stuff in the ministry. If you're in Texas, or hey, even if you're out of state, you're more than welcome to make a trip down here to Laredo, Texas. On May 26th, we have an apologetics conference. And it's going to be the first apologetics conference here in Laredo. It's going to be at the University of Texas A&M International. Um, and that's TEMU. And uh, it's, it's going to be really, really good. It's all on apologetics. It's going to be at the Student Center Ballroom. Student Center Ballroom. We have Eli Ayala. Got his last name right. We've got... Uh, Eric Hernandez, who was on the last podcast. We got Steve Paulson, who's a uh, who is a school teacher here in Laredo. He's a physics teacher. And we got the founder of Christians' Apologetics and Research Ministry, CARM.org. Mr. Matt Slick's going to be our keynote speaker for the for the conference. And we're just super excited, man. It's the that, first that first is, conference. That
1: is awesome. And it's going to happen at the university. Mm-hmm. I mean, how exciting that, that that's going on. I mean, Apologetics Conference at the university. Uh-huh. I mean, a great lineup, and this is the first annual. Yeah, we're excited. Bridge apologetics, like no. um, So if you're if you are in the area or uh, up north, you know, make a trip down. Make a trip down, and what's and what was the date again?
0: May twenty sixth. May twenty sixth. Yep, and it's going to start at eight thirty a.m. Oh, and I forgot. So, we're selling tickets, so uh, catering is going to be provided as well, so food. So we're going to have two speakers, then we're going to have a lunch break, uh, food's going to be provided, and then after we have two more speakers and a Q&A question after. And so it's going to be just packed with good theology, good apologetics, um, and it's. It, I'm just it's super excited because the topics of apologetics is just like, that's. I tend to nerd out, and that's like one of my favorite topics, period. Um, so yeah, it's, just, it's super exciting. So tickets are five bucks. Up until May nineteenth, then they're gonna move up to ten dollars a ticket.
1: Can, can, is this is this the first apologetics conference in South South Texas? Is that I don't know. I, I don't know either. We am I bold? I, am I bold to say I don't think so? It Maybe. might be. It might. It may be. Maybe. But Actually,
0: no. No? Okay. no. 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 I'd say in Laredo because. No, no, there's been some cuz in, in uh, William Lane Craig and Dr. Mike Lykona had a conference, a church did a conference up in Corpus Christi and uh But I would have considered that like south south Texas. Oh, no, this is south. This we're like Yeah, you yeah, want to know where Laredo's at? Yeah, go find a map. Just, just go find a map, put your put your finger drag it across the yeah. Rio Grande River and we're right along towards the tip.
1: Yeah, and so, then if you guys want to see where I'm coming from, just uh move a little bit a little bit more down to McAllen <laughs> like yeah. Edinburgh yeah. and Harlingen, so uh, yeah. we, we're south. So, uh, hopefully, uh, um, this conference will uh, be able to be edifying mm-hmm. um, to the. Definitely to the college students in the campus and anybody else who attends, so super excited.
0: Right, yeah, and keep us in prayers too, guys. We can't really say anything yet, but very exciting things to come with Bridge Ministries. We're on talks on some things. um, Again, we can't really say, we're not gonna say anything yet, but it's very, very exciting. Please keep us in your prayers, guys, and and, uh, if you know anybody who wants to help support this ministry, even you, hey, you could go to uh, our website, and we have a donate section. If you want to email me, make a phone call, um, we're, we're um, like I always say at the beginning of these podcasts, we're proclaiming the gospel fearlessly, faithfully, and we're discipling uh, a lot of Christians here and giving them good material, good sound, biblical, reformed, um, um, you know, just books and, uh, and, and, and uh, commentaries and a lot of other things. And we also provide a lot of resources for churches here. Um, And it's just, it's just been great. But yeah, big things to come.
1: Bibles, yeah. And, and, and I just want to say thank you for everybody out there listening and who's supporting the ministry. This ministry Mm -hmm. runs because of you guys. Yeah. I mean. It, all the donations, all the support—you know—it's because of you guys and, and people have been just helping out, and this is why Julio's been able to do these podcasts this year. Yeah. And, and again, and we're just super excited. And um, I mean, I wish that if anybody was here, just come and check it out and just see yeah. what a blessing this ministry is to to Laredo, to South Texas, and, and and again, because of the donations, we're able to put on this apologetics conference yeah. down here. And very true, know, very true. So. Yes, thank you again, everybody.
0: Yeah, good stuff, good stuff. All right, so let's jump into our topic today. Again, at the beginning, I said, today we're going to be talking about the gospel. Very, very simple podcast, but very important. Yes. Very essential. So, what is our responsibility as Christians? Well, to proclaim the gospel faithfully and to trust in the gospel alone as the only power for salvation. And to some, it's like, oh, well, that's a no-brainer. But you would be surprised how, you know, many people uh, rely on other means uh, besides the gospel itself in order to bring someone to saving faith. Um, and we'll flesh that out and, and discuss that. But I think before we dive and really unpack this, uh, that notion there, what I just was talking about, it's first important to get what is the gospel, right? What, what, what exactly is the gospel? And so I've asked this question to many Christians, right, or professing Christians. I say, hey, so w- what's, uh, what's the gospel, you know? What is it? and i've asked my aunt this question and 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 she said it's the bible and i said well yeah um kind of right there the the gospel's in the bible but it's it's not the bible right um i've had answers of oh it's the teaching of the bible I said yeah yeah Again, the Gospels in the Bible, but it's not quite the teaching, right, of of the Bible or the gods of God's word. That's that's kind of for discipleship. Would I be correct, Abe, in saying that? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's it's very important first and foremost to get what is the gospel. What is the gospel? And so let, let's start off with that, Gabe. So I'm going to ask you the question, Yo, Gabe, what is what is the gospel, bro?
1: Okay. Uh, you need to start calling me A.W. Oh, All right. <laughs> did I offend you? Yes. Uh, he's calling me Gabe now. Terrible. <laughs> did I say Gabe? You did. Oh, my. What's going on with you, man? Okay. How, I, that's terrible. Okay. A.W. is, is what I'm calling yeah, you Yeah, you need to start calling me A.W. A-W. So, so you're not calling me Gabe. All right. So let's, let's no, bring this back. No, I say that with uh, uh, love.
0: Let's bring it back. A.W. Okay. A.W. A-W Virilla. A.W. The theologian. <laughs> All right. What is the gospel, bro? All
1: right. So what is the gospel, guys? Um. Again, we're... what. When we're talking about the gospel, uh, we're going to start off, and and, and, and I'm going to mm-hmm. just unpack this a little bit, okay? Yeah. The gospel is a Greek word, mm-hmm. right? Eulogelion, okay? Also, for those who speak Spanish, is where we get the word evangelio, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it p- appears uh, just over 70 times in the New Testament, mm-hmm. common, commonly used in a secular setting, okay, for good news. Um, one thing, if uh, where we get it is if you an army during that time was coming back and the news was good and they have won. It was very common in the first century, non-biblical literature to say that the gospel was coming back with the army, meaning that they're bringing back good news, bringing back a good report. Okay? Right. And, and I'm just focusing on just the secular term uh, on there. Okay? Yeah, I'm following. So, so now, Jesus' message of the gospel, right? Mm-hmm. The gospel, all right, is the entire message of redemption from Genesis to Revelation, all right? It reminds us the mm. grand story of the Bible, how through the creation, fall, flood, redemption, Messiah, death, resurrection, second coming, and the new earth, right? Mm. We read in Mark 1 and Jesus said, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent mm. and believe In the gospel, okay, this is before he went to the cross. All right. Right. The gospel is a good news that God has done what we could never do for ourselves. All right. Yeah. Namely, he sent his sons for an atoning sacrifice for sin. Hmm. It is a grand story that spans from the beginning to the end, from Genesis to Revelation. And if we want to bring it down in short, right? When God calls us out of darkness, we are to repent. Change one's mind and behavior and believe in Jesus as God in human flesh, who came to give his life for sinners, is the only way to be forgiven and find eternal life. So, that's the gospel. That's the gospel unpacking. He came, died for us, right? For broken, wretched sinners. For broken, wretched sinners, mm-hmm. right? Dead, right? Yeah, we're we dead. were
0: dead. We were dead in our trespasses, we is what it our, says. In
1: Romans. Mm-hmm. Lost. Lost. Yeah. So yes, that is what the gospel is—the good news of what God has already done.
0: Yeah, and that's an important for you. That's very important yeah. for for the gospel is that it's not it's not something that is happening right now, but it's we get to point back two thousand years ago, mm-hmm. right? On uh, when Christ died on the cross, mm-hmm. that this good news had was already finished.
1: Yeah, and that's why I wanted it, and I, that's why I want to start off, in saying that. When about the army, the secular term where where they won a war, Mm -hmm. all they were doing is notifying, you know, the home base, right, Rome or wherever it was, that they've won something. It's already happened, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And what's already happened? Then God sent His Son. All right, two thousand years ago, for our sin Mm -hmm. has been done. Right. It's finished. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So let me get this straight. Right. So we got so in the gospel we have who is God. Holy God, and then we go to man who's fallen and broken, lost. Mm-hmm. All of us are on our way to hell. Yes. Right? We we love our sin. I like the way John Sampson says it. We, uh, um, you know, it's we we can't we can't get up we can't get off of our of the chair right to use. To use the chair as sin, right? Mm -hmm. We just because we're chained down to it, but because we want to stay in the chair, right? Yeah, we we don't want to get off. Mm We like I like this chair. I like it's comfy. Mm -hmm. It's cozy. It's cozy. I like it. I like sin. I like it, and we're completely blinded to it. And it it's the it's the holiness of God. And this is this is where the big chasm that I always talk about in this podcast. The holiness of God. It is in light of a holy God that His wrath is going to be poured out on. On sinners, and we're broken, and and the good news is that the Christ came, died, atoned for our sins, and when we put our um, trust in Him, when we come to faith in Him, that we now have the righteousness of Christ, the righteousness of God, um, God imputed on us. On, imputed on us. Yeah, yeah, we no longer have um, God. Whenever He looks on us, He sees Christ instead of our former self. Am I correct? You're absolutely correct. That's the gospel. That is the gospel. So th- this this is this is very important, right? So we we, we explain what the gospel is and, and, and the reason why again, I'm going to go back to, to our main point today is our responsibility as Christians already, people who already have our faith in Christ, um, what it means to proclaim the gospel faithfully. Trust in it alone as the only, again I'm gonna, as the only power for salvation. And, and I want us to go to John 21 if, if y'all are, um, if y'all got a Bible near you, or hey, you can just listen, right? But John twenty one is very important. Um, it's 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 right out. It's after his resurrection, okay. And I, I feel like this is very analogous in the way God uses Christians to reconcile the lost, right? And so so let's go through this. So we have uh, the apostles, right? Christ Christ is already um, uh, resurrected, and, and they're they're out fishing, and and Jesus appears, and he says, "Children, do you have any fish?" And they respond, "No." And then Jesus says to them, cast your nets on the right side of the boat and you will find some. So they cast it and they were not able to haul it in because of the quantity, right? And so we we, we see a couple of things here. One, the disciples were not catching anything until Christ came, right? And then two, the disciples were obedient to Christ's command. And three, it took the power of Christ to draw the fish into the net. Yeah. And the, the, and, I, and I want to go back again to this how um, how this story is very analogous to how Christians or how God uses Christians to reconcile the loss to Christ. And so we, and then when we go to Luke five four eleven, this is whenever Christ first comes to the disciples when He was picking out His disciples. I want to read that for a second. Um, and it said and when He had finished speaking, He said to Simon. Put out into the deep and let down the net for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing. But at your word, I will let let down the net. And when uh, they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish and their nets were breaking. They signaled to their partner in the boat to come and help. And they came and filled both. The boats, filled both the boats, wow. And they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees and said, Depart from me, I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of the fish that they had taken. And so also James and John, son of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid, for now on you will be catching men. And when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. And in here we see the same exact thing. Yeah.
1: And this is this is, uh, this is is when he shows to them first. Yeah, first. The, before the crucifixion.
0: Right. So yeah. right now John 21 was after. After. And Absolutely. then right this Luke uh, verses 5, 4 through 11 is before when oh. Jesus is, is 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 choosing his disciples. So we see the same thing again, too. We see two of the disciples were toiling all night until Jesus came. And then you had uh, Jesus giving the command. And the, the two disciples being obedient to it, and it took the power of Jesus to draw fish into the net, and then we have immediately, immediately here they they followed him right after, right? Yeah, and and
1: and they dropped everything, right? We and and when you read the, the accounts of of that, they left their boats. Mm-hmm. They brought in their boats. They immediately f- follow Christ. This is yeah. instantaneous. They beached their boats. We were talking about that the other day. Right? They just left their boats. Mm-hmm. Christ got a hold of them, and mm-hmm. they're just like, "Bye, we're we're no longer in the fishing business. Uh-huh. We're yeah. <laughs> we're in the in the fishing for men business. Yeah, so yeah, from from fish to to fishers of men, <laughs> fishers of men LLC.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so now now they're in the business of of being fishers of men. So and so I want to um, unpack this because I said that it's it's analogous in the way God uses Christians to reconcile the loss. So what I mean by that is the fishers of men are Christians. The net is the gospel, and the fish are the lost. So, just as a fisherman throws a net in hope to catch fish, so does a Christian proclaim the gospel in hope to reconcile the lost. And for 2,000 years, the message of the gospel has been the only power to bring a lost person to salvation. And this is something that the New Testament clearly teaches Right? The, the, the message, the message of the gospel. And so we have um, Paul. Paul definitely believed this. In Romans 1, 16-17, he says, For I am not ashamed of the what? No, the gospel. The gospel. For it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek, for in it, which is the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith.
1: That's awesome.
0: Right? As it is risen, that it is written." But the righteous man shall live by faith. And then we have First Corinthians one eighteen. For the word of the cross is what foolishness yeah. to those who are perishing, but to those, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. The word of the cross, which yeah. is another way of saying the gospel. Yeah,
1: and 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 here in Romans we got a uh, he is quoting Habakkuk. Okay, mm-hmm. you know, right now we're at our church we're going through a Habakkuk. You know, and this is where the righteous shall live by faith. He this is not a new testament thing Mm -hmm. all right i want to remind everybody right the gospel is from beginning to end as Mm. we said earlier
0: yeah 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 yeah. and so uh, first corinthians 2 4 and my message and my preaching were not in persuasive words of wisdom but in demonstration of the spirit and power so his my message which is the gospel my preaching which is the gospel were not in persuasive words but in demonstration of the spirit and the power that's first corinthians 2 4 and last one and we go we, we pull out multiple verses but we have first yeah. thessalonians 1 5 for our gospel did not come to you in word only but also in power and in the holy spirit and with full conviction just as you know what kind of men we proved to be among you for your sake so we have through the scriptures right we're diver- we're deriving these things from the scriptures if the gospel is the power, this is something I want I want to ask our, listen, our listeners if the gospel is the power of God for salvation it's the righteousness of God and it's the demonstration of the spirit when we're proclaiming it that brings full conviction to those who are hearing it we should trust in it to bring one to faith in Christ and into salvation alone right and we also have Romans 10:17 that says so faith comes from hearing mm-hmm. and hearing through the word of Christ that is the gospel. And again at the beginning of the podcast I said, well some people are like, well this is a no-brainer. But I want to bring this beautiful truth up because not only do I find uh, many Christians uh, 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 are using other means to bring one to faith, but I I, I also find myself at some points uh, uh, myself too, right? Using other means besides the gospel or relying on other things besides the gospel to bring someone to salvation. And not only that, I also at times get discouraged when I bring somebody the good news, that is the gospel, and I find no reaction. I start saying to myself, am I doing something wrong? Is, is there something that I could be doing more that will bring this man to faith, right? And so I, I'll, I'll let uh, I'll let Abe talk talk about that. I don't know if you have anything I, I, yeah, else to say. I mean,
1: I mean, Jesus was clear in John 4, 4, uh, 14, 6, I am the way, I, I'm the truth, and the life. And what did he say? No one can come to the Father except through me. Mm. Here's the message of salvation. How we can be made right with God and escape the terror of the coming judgment. He's the one who's drawn us, right? Yeah. He He's the one, like you were just saying, we were, we were, we're using how he first revealed himself to his chosen apostles. And this is the gospel of grace, of hope, and of eternal life. Uh-huh. And it's the only way to be saved. This is why... Uh, I'm really happy that we're talking about this, you know. Uh-huh. And I know that a lot of
0: listeners already know this, but there's a lot of listeners who don't. Who don't, yeah. Yeah, it's good to go back to the to the to the basics, to the simplest things, absolutely. I, and, and the core of the Christian faith is the gospel, mm-hmm. right? I I was once a fish. You know what I mean. And this is going back to the analogy again. Is you know we're Christians. We are mm-hmm. saved by the grace of God, mm-hmm. and when we throw our net out, which is the gospel. We need to have faith that the that the Holy Spirit is going to be the one that is going to do the convicting and the drawing of the lost, right? And so that's that's where I get this whole thing of from fish to fishers of men. Yeah. This this whole I this whole idea. So we have this we have this analogous right in John 21 and Luke 5 yeah. the the to fish from fish to fishers of men. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I want to Bring this up is because, like I said, I find myself relying on other means, and there's Christians who who do they rely on other means. So they'll focus, and I've seen this in in YouTube videos, or I've heard it proclaimed at church that you know, uh, bringing people to faith is all about building relationships, right? It's all about making friends. You know, you make friends first, and and you build a relationship with them, then you preach them the gospel. Is that, is that true, Gabe?
1: Uh, ladies and gentlemen, no, that's not true. I mean, here. W- we are we see that god is the one
0: who's drawing mm-hmm. yeah bible. we're going to
1: get into that yeah yeah so i mean do you want to go in that right now or not
0: no, not now okay. I, I, we'll wait a bit because I, I wanted to flesh some stuff out yeah okay. so no but i'm not saying it's it's not the, the bible doesn't also say that we got to be like rude and mean about it no right no, that it, the Bible never gives clear, uh, credence to that. You also see in First Peter 3.15 where it says, always be ready to give a defense for the hope that is in you, but do it with respect and gentleness, right? Mm-hmm. So,
1: yeah, and, and let's clarify. There's mm-hmm. nothing inherently wrong in doing these things. No. So we want to make sure that we're not saying that doing these things are a bad thing. Yeah, no, do, they're not. They're, they're not. So um, uh, we do use method to to try to draw people to rel- but you cannot right you're not the one doing it god is god's the one that draws and god going to go into that in a bit absolutely yeah and these methods yeah we we hear about all these cra- crazy me- methods of bringing in the people in the church you know mm-hmm. and and i'm just thinking like hey let's let's pray for just some hard prayer for the lord to brings us people mm-hmm. you know and yeah. and those and and I don't know what you think about that. Am, am I am I off about this? Is no, I think
0: I think it's. I mean, it is good. This is the discussion I wanted to have for sure yeah. in the podcast. Is is I? I mean, it's not wrong to bring in in people, but when you think, I guess when when you start leaning to just developing the relationship right? Friendship, uh, being a good influence on this person, that that in itself is going to lead them to Christ. Now, the gospel needs to be proclaimed every single time. And this is where I wanted to get in in the testimony of of what I've experienced. Um, A couple of months back, my my Uncle Bob passed away, who had Down syndrome, loved him. Uh, With with all my heart, my family was devastated. And it's just, it's very interesting that once people face, you know, the, the death of someone, how, questions of you know am i going to heaven hell how mm-hmm. am i justified start start coming into play and i remember sitting down with my grandmother and i looked at her and you know she was asking me these questions you know how how how, how you know i, I want to be sure you know where am i going you know and and i've done so much i've done so much so much a lot of sin mm-hmm. uh and, and i don't think god could ever forgive me and i preached her the gospel and, and I had to have faith in that, that, that was that's what was going to bring her into faith. As much as I could be there on, on, on the side for her and care for her and tend there for her and, and pray over her, right? Mm-hmm. It was the God, I had to rely and trust fully on the gospel. And this brings me to another point, but not every single time you preach the gospel, it's not going to happen immediately, no right? And, and I remember my, my grandmother saying, like, you could tell her, she didn't really quite understand the gospel. It was, it was a little confusing to her. And every time that, that we talked from then on, and even on the phone, I consistently preached her the gospel. And, I, and, 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 she, and she always comes back to me with, the, how, how am I granted eternal life, right? Mm-hmm. How can I sure know where I'm going? And I preached her the gospel. I preached her the gospel. And I said, Grandma, I'm not going to stop doing this mm-hmm. until you get it. Because you need to trust in the power of of the gospel, which is like Paul said, for it is the power of God for for salvation to everyone who believes. Yeah. It, is, it is the righteousness of God. as Christians we got we have to really rely on on the gospel itself to bring someone to salvation. So as Christians, when we're throwing the net out into the water, right don't don't be disappointed if someone who who you dearly love doesn't come to faith. One, it might not be the time the timing, yep, right. Two, you could be planting the seed, mm-hmm. right? But continually, what? Preach, preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. Yeah. Keep going. Yep. Keep going. Keep going. do not stop when it comes to those whom you love or unbelievers or out into the community that this is the way, as the book of Acts called it. It was the way. It was, It was. was. It was salvation. It is the power of the gospel that brings a man to his knees mm-hmm. in repentance and faith in Christ and into salvation alone. That's it. And and we do it, and we
1: proclaim the, the the gospel to to everyone that we knew we know until mm-hmm. death, right? Right. Because we don't know. We see the, you know, we were talking the other day about the thief on the cross. Yeah, he came to know the true God of this universe, right? Mm-hmm. Moments before his death, and and that's why we never know. He he lived his whole life in wickedness. You know, he was a thief doing all these things. Uh-huh. And he paid the consequences for those things, and because of that, he was right next to Christ, uh-huh. right, and was able to find salvation. Mm-hmm. The other one didn't. Yeah, and they were right there. Right. We got we got two guys. Mm-hmm. One believe.
0: Yeah. And one didn't. And one didn't. It, it, yeah.
1: And the question is why.
0: Right, yeah, and so, this, this that actually brings us to, our, to, I would say, the next point is, and this is something that I personally have absolute confidence in the gospel, that I know that when I preach it, it's not going to return void, it's not going to come back in vain. Why? And I want to point people to John 10, 27, and this is what I tell my 12th graders that, I, that, that I'm discipling, and I say, this is the scripture that when you Preach the gospel that you need to have full assurance that people will be saved when, when whenever you preach it. Why? John 10, 7, Jesus says, My sheep hear my voice. Mm-hmm. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater mm-hmm. than all and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. And so, I want to go back to verse... Uh, uh, verse 27 my sheep hear my voice I I love that the gospel is the voice the word of God the true message of God and when you proclaim it know that his sheep as reformed theologians right Mm -hmm. we believe in the doctrine of election Yep. that when Christ died that it was for a uh, the the elect Mm -hmm. okay and so
1: because another shepherd that is not used to those that know those sheep they're not going to respond to him
0: no yeah exactly and so and so whenever you you have to know that in the gospel is is the voice of of christ and that when you proclaim it it says that i know them and they follow me my sheep hear my voice so whenever they hear the gospel rather it be um you know in the in the distant future or immediately his elect will hear his voice and
1: and that's just awesome to think that um out there uh Everybody out there who is preaching the gospel, you know, don't be discouraged, mm-hmm. you know, that they're out there. You know, Paul, um, Paul, when he was in the city, God told him to stay in there because mm-hmm. I have my people in the city. Mm-hmm. You got to go find them. Yeah. Got to go find them.
0: And it's interesting, too, that even when I've gotten feedback, right, I'll, I'll preach the gospel and, and you know, I have, I have some atheist friends. I'll be like That's just like the dumbest thing. Right. That's that's complete foolish, and I have to remind myself that what does it say in First Corinthians one eighteen? For the word of the cross is foolish to those who are perishing, but to us, who are being saved, it is the power of God. Yeah. We must realize that when we preach the gospel, it's not always going to be taken in a celebration and fireworks. Mm-hmm. You're going to have people who are very antagonistic towards the message of the gospel because one right on the outside it. it the the gospel at the very beginning is saying, you are a sinner. Yeah. You are broken. You are messed up. You need God. And when, just, I like the way R.C. Sproul puts it. Once you provide a truth claim, it is a dividing line. Yeah. Right? Once I say dogs are better than cats, you're going to have the cat people go, what? And they're going to be offended. Yeah. The gospel is a very offensive message to some. Yeah. And, and she, it's foolish. And what did Jesus say? I came in this world to what? Divide.
1: Yeah. Right? We read that, and and you're gonna have mother against daughter, daughter-in-law against you know, yeah. brother against brother, dad. I mean, Jesus is very clear. The Not gospel the, divides. The gospel divides, and this is why we have a church family because yeah. people who come to know Christ, mm-hmm. okay, because the gospel is offensive. It's they, very, they're very offensive, yeah. and and what happened? They lose their family. Uh uh-huh. They lose their they lose their earthly family mm-hmm. because you know, they don't, they have, they're following
0: Christ. Yeah. I, I just want to encourage whoever's listening to this podcast to, to just be aware that the word of the cross is foolish to those who are perishing. Be ready for, um, uh, uh, I guess, pushback, if you might want to call it, to the gospel, um, but also rely on it in, in in knowing that it's it won't return void, that those who are Christ's sheep will hear his voice. And they, they're going to then, because he knows them, and they will, they will come. Um, and I just, I really want us to, to rest in that, that as Christians, when we throw the net out, when we proclaim the gospel, it is Christ and it's the power of Christ that is going to draw them into the net. And that goes, that's going to go back to to our next point here, that we need to not rely on ourselves as the means of drawing people, right? There's nothing that we can do. All our responsibility is, is to proclaim the gospel,
1: go go out to the world right the great commission that we mm-hmm. see at the end of acts right our job is to go preach the good news mm-hmm. and it's God's responsibility to draw those people mm-hmm.
0: by the to, holy spirit by the holy spirit to the kingdom by the holy spirit and so and so you'd be saying well where does it say that in the bible well john 644 man <laughs> this is this is where the good stuff is man yeah jesus says no one can come to me Unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. Here, it is a clear verse that it is God, not man, who does the drawing. Yeah. Let's look. Completely. Let,
1: yeah. I mean, it doesn't get any clearer than that. You know, no. for anybody trying to twist this around to something else, mm-hmm. it is very clear.
0: So the Greek word translated draw in our English Bibles is "hilkuo." It literally means, mm-hmm. literally, to drag we can see this is a completely one-sided affair right and so we see the same word is used into to, in, in it's used in and when they're pulling the heavy net uh and it's being dragged shore in John 21 which we were just reading and also in John 18:10 when peter draws his sword
1: yeah and it's a and it's a isn't it a violent drag like yeah. when i say violent like it's just you know when you're just grabbing some it. yeah it takes it, it takes it yeah just like, and then
0: yeah and then in act 16:19 when paul and silas are being dragged to the marketplace before the rulers. We see that.
1: Yeah. It, it, it's a violent drag. This is yes. not like, hey, I'm just going to grab you here by your arm like you know, mm-hmm. a parent grabs. This is like, I'm going to grab you by your feet, and like, if you hit your head and you're coming with me, I, I yeah. don't care what's happening to you on the way right. of you being dragged. Yeah. Like kicking, screaming, you're coming. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. That's awesome. And so, and some people will say, well, it doesn't really mean this, it doesn't really mean that. Well, if you fit this word, Helguo, the Greek word, which means, again, literally means to drag.
1: Uh, the Greek is clear.
0: Yeah, the Greek is very clear. I mean, I don't see, Abe, the the net dragging itself to shore. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's, it's usually an outside uh, outside physical force that is dragging the net, or the sword, I don't see the sword just invisibly drawing itself up. Yeah. Right? And fighting. No, it was Peter who drew the sword. Yeah. Uh, And then when it came to uh, uh, Paul and Silas, I I don't think they were dragging themselves to the marketplace to be beaten. No. Put being put in front of the elders. Now, again, I just want to point that it's a it's an outside force that is doing the dragging, and it's very clear through John six forty four. No one could come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. I will raise him up on the last day. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, just it's it's very clear that the. We we even we even see in the book of Matthew, right, Abe? Absolutely. That with I believe it's Peter. He says, "Who who um who does who do the, who do they say that I am?" Yeah. Like, well, they, we, they you're Elijah. That you're a prophet, mm-hmm. and this is Jesus asking Peter, like, mm-hmm. "Who do they say I am?" Yeah. And he says, "Okay, well, who do you say that that I am?" Yeah. And he says that you are the Christ, the Son mm-hmm. of God. Mm-hmm. And what did he say, Abe? Yeah, you're you're
1: right. But it is God who has shown this for you. Yeah. yeah. He's opened your eyes to see that, to believe who I am. Yeah. God did it. Yeah.
0: Right. And Jesus was very clear to clarify that to Peter. Right. Mm-hmm. That God was the one who opened the, your eyes. It was not flesh and blood that revealed this to you, but but the God and Father who is in heaven. is in what heaven. he says.
1: Absolutely. And we see it right there again is that. Very clear. Unless the Lord opens the eyes. Heart. And the hearts of those who who are lost, mm-hmm. it's not going to happen. Okay. Yeah. And, and we can go through a well, lot more yeah. verses about this, but um, again, we just want everybody to be encouraged, right? When you are proclaiming the gospel to your friends, family, all over the world, we have a lot of listeners in other countries, okay, mm-hmm. um, that don't be discouraged. Yeah. Keep doing what you are commanded to do. Yeah. Great. Preach, preach the gospel and trust me it is by god's sovereign will that you are there in that moment in time to do to do what you need to do and they will come you know it's like the <laughs> the the field of dreams uh uh-huh. the 1989 this might be a little bit past your time but <laughs> so if for for those who have seen the movie you know the, 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 there's a part of the movie that said you know if if you build it they will come yeah <laughs> if you haven't heard that so you know if you proclaim the gospel, they it will, will come. come. They, they will, will come. Will, they will come. The so, sheep will hear his voice. The sheep will hear he his voice. voice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so we, and so, you could be saying, oh, oh, you're just picking a verse here out of Matthew. You're picking a verse out of John. Well, you we have John 3, 3 through 6 as well. Let me read this. This is uh, Nicodemus and Jesus talking. Mm-hmm. Jesus says, or Jesus answered him, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born again when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of Spirit is Spirit. Spirit. Yeah. Again, you, unless one is born again, he cannot see. He cannot see. Yeah. It's not, oh, he, he could kind of see. No, he he can't. No. He cannot see. He, ha, he must be born again again and he even says Jesus even says again that which is born of flesh is flesh mm-hmm. we are all born of flesh at the beginning none of us can avoid that yep. right we're all fish we're all fish <laughs> we're all fish which just, is the lost and broken we're all born of flesh
1: yeah I'm a big fish
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're a big fish yeah. I'm a skinny fish not yeah. <laughs> I'm not a fat fish
1: I'm just a big fish
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that which is born of flesh is flesh that which is born of spirit is spirit yeah. and again we have the consistency we could go back again that that um but it is the demonstration that is the, the message of the gospel, of the Spirit and the power. Again, we have, with that, that's going back to what we're talking about in 1 Corinthians 2 4. Um, and then in 1 Thessalonians 1 through 5, it says, But that is the gospel, is the power, and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction. So it is the Spirit which gives us the, um, the, the ability to see the kingdom of God. And I want to go for, for, to, to Titus 3. Three, two, three through seven. That clearly teaches this. So check this out. And this is what this is what it says. For ourselves, we once we uh, we were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others and hating one another. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God, our Savior, appeared, He saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness. According to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration, renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that being justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. I mean, it's, it's very clear. But according to his own mercy, by the washing, the regeneration, renewal of the Holy Spirit, that is what what it means to be born again. Yeah. Jesus says, that which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. So it is the spirit which opens up the eyes, which who draws, does the drawing, Absolutely. does the eye opening, into realizing one's sin, brings them into repentance, in faith, into salvation. That, and that's all founded on, on Christ Jesus. And, and,
1: and the missionaries of the late eighteen. 18- centuries beginning nineteenth centuries even missionary now missionaries who are out there now but let's go back you know even Jonathan Edwards who was a missionary to the American Indians Mm -hmm. he knew this very well he knew he knew (laughs) that the only one that could open up the eyes of these Indians were God yeah and he rested on that he rested that hey I'm just gonna be faithful I'm gonna do this and and God is going to do the the drawing, mm-hmm. but I'm going to be faithful and continue to preach the gospel. Yeah. You know, and he opened and he opened the eyes. Yeah,
0: he had a revival, man. Had he a was revi- a huge influence in the, in in the Americas. Absolutely. So. That's awesome. Yeah. And so yeah, I I just want to wrap up um and just point back again Christians that again going back to that to that analogous um I guess Uh, way in john 27 of the of the the throwing of being the fishers of men now yeah um we must every opportunity that we get even to ourselves (laughs) yeah yeah preaching the gospel throwing the net onto ourselves over and over and over again reminds us of where we come from that we were once fish and now we're fishers of men yeah and uh, we're saved by the grace of God alone. And and, and this is another thing that I want to say, just to be clear, that even to the Christian, to the throwing of the net, to the drawing, it is all a work of God. It, it is all of it from from beginning to end. It's yeah. all a work of the grace of God. Deo Gloria. Deo Gloria.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and 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 guys, you know, Julio and I remind ourselves every day about this. Yeah. You know, we we are telling you, but we have to remind ourselves every day about the gospel. Yeah. You know, because you know. Because of that and what Christ did. Yeah. It's because of why we're going to heaven. Yeah. You know? And think, that is good news.
0: Yeah. It's it's the it's the um it's the message of eternal life. The and only the way that way. is through that is through Christ. So um Yeah, no, I, I just again I want to reiterate, uh, Christians, um, people who are listening, um be faithful and trust in the gospel. as our responsibility as Christians to proclaim it faithfully, fearlessly. Knowing that this will not return in void. In void, yeah. Yeah, we have lost people around us everywhere. And this is the good news. It's great news. Of, of eternal life. Awesome and awesome news. Um, I just want people to to just have confidence in that. I think it's a, again, like we said at the beginning of the podcast, it's something that's uh, very simple and very basic, yeah. but very crucial and important. Yeah. <laughs> very crucial and important. Yeah. Um, to know what the gospel is Mm -hmm. and 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 once we become fishers of men throw out that net yeah we don't want to be nonchalant about that no that's very very important so any any last words well hey uh, there's some books out there yeah we can just uh,
1: recommend you know if you're if if we're looking for uh, some good books on just a broad sense uh nt Wright, you know surprised by hope uh the best kept secret of the christian mission by john dixon uh scott mcknight the king of jesus gospel uh if you're looking for something in a very narrow uh uh, perspective of the gospel uh we have uh the gospel according to jesus uh by john macarthur Mm. uh the gospel um uh charlie right Rise, I think, is this so the great salvation, mm-hmm. uh, and then if you just want something in the middle, uh, Martin Lloyd joins us, always. Classic Spirit of Depression is really good. Yeah. Uh, Greg Gilbert's "What Is the Mission of the Church?" Yeah, um, and then uh, the Gospel Driven Life and uh, Crisis Christianity mm-hmm. are by Michael Horton are also two good books. For show, sure. for sure. you know, there's some things out there we're throwing out. If you're interested, uh, so yeah, um, again,
0: yeah. Yeah, and I guess that that this is another good point is that the proclamation of the gospel, though it, it does come by hearing because back then in the New Testament obviously everything was done orally, out in public in the marketplaces. Yeah. Um, books work as well. Yeah. You know, Man. I yeah. With my grandmother it was interesting when I was preaching the gospels or I bought her a book by Paul Washer that's literally. The gospel. It literally says just the gospel, and it's a little, like, seven-page book. That's awesome. And I got it to her, and I said, Grandma, you need to read this. Read it, read it, read it over and over and over and over again. (laughs) And so, she literally had Paul Washer as she was reading it, uh, giving her the gospel. Why? Again, this just goes back to, I know that this is the only way in which someone's eyes is going to be opened and come to faith in Christ and to salvation. The only way is through the gospel. And so, these books, yeah, check them out. Hand them to your friends. Proclaim the gospel, fearless and faithfully. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll see you on the next one. Yeah, I think we're done.
1: We are done. We're, Thank you, everybody. Yeah, and, uh, you'll catch me in a couple of
0: weeks. Uh, who do we have next coming? Ooh, up? we got J- Doctor John Frame from Reformed <sighs> Theological Seminary. <sighs> the Doctrines of Grace series is going to start. And for those we got, for those who don't know or are new to the podcast, stay tuned. In The next couple of weeks, we got we're going to go through the, the Doctrines of Grace. We got John Frame, Jeff Durbin, James White, John Sampson, uh, uh, Tim Trumpard, and Joel Beakey to go through each point of the doctrines of grace so it's gonna be really cool i'm really excited yeah, for yeah yeah
1: please stay tuned guys it's, it's gonna be it's it's getting really good here at bridge with these podcasts so, yeah
0: awesome all right guys well love the lord god with all your mind soul and strength and love your neighbor as you love yourself and we will see you back on the next one baby whoop, 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 whoop. later <laughs>